that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. Of course, that's where you'll find all of our content and the tote.co.uk. And it is Friday, which means we're going to be having a crack at the 250k guaranteed place pot this weekend at Sandown. And we're also going to take a quick spin through some of the other races on the TV and catch up everything going on at the tote. Darren Hughes is back. Darren, it's good to have you back. How are you? Thanks very much, Dean. Yeah, uh, suffering the post-Christmas hangover with the slightly uh, worse standard of racing and uh, the general being back to work and not not being allowed to get out of bed at three o'clock in the afternoon, I think, like everyone else. But uh, we're slowly (laughs) getting back to normal. We were treated to some great stuff over Christmas and it always does feel like a little bit of a lull, but it won't be long until the really good stuff is back. And in fact, the cards this weekend are pretty competitive. We'll have a good go at this sand down play spot. And talking about play spots, Jamie Benson is, is back and probably the, the worst play spot player of all time. Jamie, I think you've self-christened yourself before. Aren't you? <laughs> I mean, very much so. I'd, I'd rather it wasn't my intro, but uh, I hear I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather that than some other things I've been called. So, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Fine. Well, it's great to have you back on. In fact, I think your uh, your title, even if it's probably undeserved, is is being very much challenged by myself and Dermot Nolan <laughs> because we keep trying to have a go and uh, we're not really getting past the first race too often. We thought we were super clever um, over the Christmas period trying to go and we missed the first two races when the big hot pots went out. And that's actually what you want in the play spot. So that went backwards. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll move on from there. So we're going to tackle um, the, the races one through to six at Sandown for the play spot. But before we do that, Jamie, this weekend, of course, the play spot is the big thing, 250k guaranteed, of course, at Sandown. Um, there won't be a tournament this weekend. That's not on for a few more days. Yeah, exactly. So the next uh, tournament will be Trials Day. Um, so I think that's, what is it? This is the 20th, 27th-ish of, yep. uh, of January. So keep an eye out for that. Um, there'll be standard, normal sort of uh, first, second, third prizes and a beat Benson, but we've still got you know a good three weeks before now and then. Um, and so in the meantime, there's there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of scoop six action action. So they're starting to roll up a bit there. I think it's about hundred grand in the pot. Um, well, we're getting race, there yet. Yeah. Races split a- across Wincanton and Sandown on Saturday. Um, and I'd say really, actually, the main thing to focus on this weekend would be um, the trifecta rollover. There's a decent amount in. Um, I'm just trying to find it here now. There's about fifteen thousand uh, in there at the moment. So there'll be a good a good pot to shoot at, and that's on the veterans chase the uh what would be? it would have to be wouldn't it that is some big field minefield that is that three three o'clock at sandown that one isn't it spot on yeah 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 um yeah, so if yeah. you can if, regardless of even if you had uh first second third fav um come first second third uh you you would still get a fairly decent payout there um nice so yeah that that will that will be i've i'd say i'd do a decent enough perm on that now um and that would be me probably for the weekend um oh and obviously Obviously, my fantasy stable will, um, I'll probably do two or three on Saturday, try and cover off a few different permutations. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to say I'm getting there, Jamie, on the fantasy. And I, I feel like I, I'm improving, but like there's always there's always some wizard who manages to find a couple more winners than me. And I keep putting me bleeding stable stars and stewards inquiries on the wrong ones and then cursing myself. And I, 
it's frustrating but wholly addictive and enjoyable at the same time so i'm into it and i think i was just saying to to you chaps off air that i actually screenshotted me being top of the leaderboard but unfortunately it's only after one race <laughs> so if you get one right i've, I've got the screenshot <clears throat> so if i'm ever questioned about my ability i will uh, i will keep it but um no i've got to do better so yeah that's definitely something to get stuck into this weekend um our eyes are going to be on uh, this place part now brought Darren along this week because Dermot Nolan's moving house. Those of you that know him knows that anything Dermo does that take that like that is going to take him days and days and days. So he's he's stuck into that action. And um, the first race in this place part at Sandown is the twelve oh five on Saturday. I'm super excited about this because anyone who's been listening to the Race Hour Pod um, recently will have heard us talk about a horse called Bo Zenith, Gary Moore and Jamie Moore. This horse and I'm hopefully not making this up because I remember it from us chatting on the pod and um, ran on the same day as Lossy Mouth did in France before they were both purchased to move over to their respective stables and Bo Zenith's time I'm reliably informed from the clock watchers was better um Darren Hughes we've got to put this in this is going to win the triumph yeah I think if you're out in race one this week we've done something extraordinarily wrong uh, anything he, is possible with us, Darren. Anything is possible. Now, you, what, what you left out about that day in France that he ran, all of what you said was correct. He also beat a horse called Blood Destiny, uh, okay. who has won for Willie Mullins in Cork in a very impressive victory. Won pretty much as he liked. And the second that day went out and won on New Year's Eve in Punchestown. Also oh, with a degree of ease. So, I mean, the, the form is beginning to, to, to stack up, I suppose, the... Uh, the I like what I'm seeing. Um, now look, he's fives on here tomorrow. I think is what the the fixed odds guys have him at. So, um, you know, he mightn't be the best horse to put into a play spot, but it's at the same time I think it's uh, it's folly trying to oppose him. Um, this looks fairly limited. Like the couple of horses coming off the flat are of limited ability. Uh, that active duty looked regressive. If anything, um, Ben Pauling first run for Ben Pauling. Um, Mombasa looks like the biggest waste of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds I've seen since. <laughs> There's uh, lots of examples of that. Crash. Yeah, there are. But uh, all in all, I think Bo Zenith um, looks like a fairly, looks like a, a nice introduction for him. Yes, it does. But Jamie's on here, right, for a bit of place part acumen because we want this one out, Jamie. Yeah, so uh, it's, I mean, firstly, Darren's absolutely spot on. It is folly opposing him here. There's, there's just no point in it. However, what I would say is it's probably worth having an extra runner in here because you'll get the dead four. His active juicy's run today at Ludlow. So he'll be in on. Mm. So you'll get four. So it's the only the only the winner that goes through. And although he's a fives on shot, he'll probably be covered. So that means he should, you know, that means he should be in 80% of play spots, but he'll probably be in more like 90, 95. So there's yeah. actually value in playing one against him, especially if you think one is clear of the rest. So if there was a preference, I actually wouldn't have a strong preference between I have a voice and Mombasa. But because, um, like you say, Mombasa looks a busted flush already, um, and uh, I but I have a voice is rated one eleven. That could be good enough for second here. Um, so if something were to happen to Bo Zenith, then um, you know this is his first run over over jumps in England, so it might be worth uh, just having another one in for safety, and then maybe delivering that enormous value in the place pot that we spoke about before. Exactly. And do you know what myself and Dermot did last week is we, we nap jet powered and obviously it was all over straight away. Um, that's what happened to us. I, I'd argue we go with Bo Zenith, Mombasa and I have a voice and pray something happens to Bo Zenith just from a play spot <clears throat> perspective. But that means you've got three where you can only get one through. 
But I, you know, I'm going to put that there for now and move on to race two and we can always come back. That's the beauty of the place part is that when you realize how many legs you've got, sometimes you have to go and cut a few off. It's true, it's, isn't it? It's, it's also, it's not the worst tactic. Um, um, a chap called Jamie Hart, who I work with, who would be yeah. a more experienced uh, place pop hunter than, than me. Uh, he he would always try and cover the rags um, in a in a four runner win only race um, for exactly that reason and just pray for something. Basically, he he would almost rather have four in this and then sort of four in the in the big handicap and then just do unknown fav on the rest of the field. Um, yeah, on the rest of the cards. So you know, it's 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 there are all different tactics. Um, but no, I, I, it's not it's not madness now to have a few extra in in, in a race like that. At this moment, we've got three in there, so we're going to be brave, and maybe we maybe we can be uh, less brave in the other races. Twelve forty, Jamie um, Love, Love Envoy is going to be another odds-on poke here, and another small field. It's like she's got to go in. What do you do? Uh, again, similar sort of argument here. I've actually backed for, uh, Fortinet for this, okay, um, just purely on the fact that on ratings she wouldn't have the world to find. Um, She's in receipt of, of three pounds. Um, she's rated one, three, two. That means she's one, three, five. Um, that's still nine short of Love Envoy. And you'd think Love Envoy has headroom in the mark of one, four, four. So it's, it's hardly like um, she's a steaming bet, but she's only five. You know, she was she was well supported um, at entry at the back end of last season. And I just wonder whether this sort of test will be more up her street Um She's just a she's just an interesting runner against you know Martello's guy who you know what you're going to get. Um, and yep. she could be better, better the best of the rest really. But yeah, probably Love Envoy and Fortinet would be my two in the place pot. Mostly because Martello's guy will be well covered. She she's a traditional place pot banker in that she's always going to run a race, probably get tapped for toe, but she yep. should hit the frame. Yeah, and a couple of them in this race look like that type of horse. Even Branson Missouri's not been out the place is pretty much. Uh, you know, if you look back through recent form figures, but this is a bigger test. Darren, what do you think? Yeah, uh, listen, I wouldn't be as experienced uh, a play spot player now as um, as Jamie is there. So I kind of looked at this maybe with uh, more traditional punting um, binoculars or glasses on, I should say. Uh, and I just thought Love Envoy, as boring as it is after the one to five shot in the first race, I, ju- I just thought she might be very, very hard to keep out. Uh, of the frame and as Jamie sort of alluded to there Martello Sky is the obvious obvious wise guy pick because you know there's plenty of people going to stick her in uh, on the basis that there's such a short price favourite and she's very close in the betting relative to the others Um, so I thought you know you might be getting a little bit more value than maybe you'd expect from a Tuzan shot um, but that's that's my a very amateur hat on. Um, look, I think it's fairly straightforward. I can't see her beating in the race. Um, and then you're, I think you're probably playing for second place, which I didn't fancy trying to pick out of the remaining four. No, I understand that. All right. So look, what I've got down then is Love Envoy just because that should get us through. But if something were to happen, Fortinet is one that can probably move past Martello Sky and what we've seen being only five. Martello Sky seven, well exposed. You know what you're going to get. Going to run a good race. All right, Darren, I'll let you have first go at the 115 at Sandown. We've got another reasonably short price favourite here. Another Venetia Williams uh, in my inmate as well. Uh, Charlie Deutsch with a Gemma Ronde. Um, it looks pretty obvious from a play spot perspective, although it's not as sexy as you might want. Yeah, I look. I, I thought at this at this stage of proceedings, we we're probably as well try and uh, get something that might re- resemble a little bit of value um, in one of these races. And I, I came down on Scipion. Um, look, it's it's tricky. He's dropping back and trip, but I think Sandown could end up being 
very, very testing tomorrow. Um, it's already okay. pretty soft there. It looks like it's going to rain throughout the night, according to the weather app I have on the phone. Now, that could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but when Sandown gets soft, it gets soft. And when the Sandown chase course gets soft, it gets very soft. So I thought you might want a horse that gets this trip particularly well. Um, Sipion seems to say three miles or thereabouts um, perfectly reasonably. Uh, heavy ground shouldn't be any impediment um, he's had form on soft ground at Leicester which is another track I find gets very very soft um, when the rain does fall and I just thought it was worth posing the favourite here on the basis that Scipion does tend to hit the frame and he's a pretty pretty solid play spot selection Okay, Tom Lacey and Stan Shepard represented there with uh, Scipion or Scipion number two in that 115 at Sandown, Jamie you'll go I mean I don't really have a strong view in this race um, it's yeah. trappy as you like at the moment, there's a dead eight, so it's from that point of view, I'd be inclined to just have one selection. But it also, you're going to get um, people picking horses all the way down this field. So actually, mm. even if it is three places, you still get plenty of the pool going out. So it might be worth having two in there. Um, if there was a second, uh, Gemeron looks looks very very solid. Um, PJB would probably be my small preference, but. Frankly, I'd rather defer to you, Dean. <laughs> and <laughs> I was, I was actually deferring to you. Not, <laughs> Not that you couldn't tell. Um, so yeah, okay, fair enough. It is tricky out of those front two. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if PJB is. It has got a Sandown win. It was well fancied last time, and obviously I mean, came the, unstuck. The other, the other thing we could do there is have have Skippy on, and then unnamed favourite as well case they flop around and you just they might. one of them gets back then they might they might i like that all right we go with skippy on an unnamed favorite because me and you neither of us are totally sold yeah. on anything in there um all right that should get us through i think um <laughs> providing we're still going at that point all right the 150 then at sandown um decent handicap chase this um and, you know there's a horse in here i really like and it, it's going to go in and that's the last day i know he hasn't run for a good while and uh, he's probably in well, he's in the veteran stage now, of course, but they're not going veteran chasing. They're in this class two affair at Sandown over the minimum. And I think um, I think it will run really well, although it is a drifter currently in the markets. It will handle any kind of background. I just don't know how ready it is. But for me, my cliff horses generally go in. The last day's going in. Jamie, what did you like otherwise in here? Yeah, I'm with you on the last day. I think he's okay. he's getting towards the point where he's he's a bet. Um and and also from a place pot point of view, you'd think he'd handle the conditions and run his race. So I quite I yeah. like him in a, in the place pot. Um, and from a similar sort of view, my other one I'd include would be uh, Venetia's Frero Bamboo. Um, yeah, you know, probably getting towards the point of being handicapped towards the upper end of um, of the ability spectrum. But you know, you'd expect will handle the conditions well and should run should run near, near enough to to hit the frame. I'd say yeah absolutely fair and you know when that rain pours and darren you're suggesting that it might and it might be pretty rough there you always want a venetia horse on side don't you big darren. time yeah sorry i didn't, I didn't yeah. realize you talk to me dean about my, my, my apologies uh yeah you definitely do uh and seeing the way that he sluiced through uh linkfield i think it was last year for the um the winter million i think it was that was the meeting that there was uh, i remember he won that day uh, over two miles uh, absolutely salutes through it um yeah her horses seem to uh handle these uh these conditions better than than than, than from other yards 
Uh, I can see the angle into the last day. I, I have a natural inclination against back and Evan Williams horses first time out after a layoff, but mm, that's that's just a yeah. personal thing. Um that's not to say he can't win. Uh look, you'd have to be blind not to see Grey Diamonds um form uh Frank after after his comeback at Cheltenham. I mean, Fugitive has gone in since and um Amarillo Sky has won even easier since and actually got a champion chase entry during the week off the back of his uh him following up at I think it might have been Newbury. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh yeah, great as I said, look, Great Diamond would look uh he's well found in the market um off the back of that run. And you know, it was one good run amongst a couple of maybe dodgier runs. So maybe he might be one to avoid, but if he runs anything like he ran the last day, he's going to be there thereabouts. But uh given for Bamboo's um ability to handle conditions, I think he's the one to stick in here. Lovely. I agree. Um I do think there's an there's a possibility that um Grey Diamond just doesn't deliver after that run behind Amarillo yeah, Sky. Agreed, yeah. All for the you know, and it, it, that's a worry when you're going in with one of the fabs there. So maybe he is one to highlight to take on. So if we go with the last eight and Ferrera Bamboo, that's the one fifty. So that's numbers one and two in the one fifty. Okay, two twenty five then at Sandown. Uh, it's the Tolworth. Now we've no luckier, Darren, but it still it still looks mighty hot. It does look mighty hot, but I'm glad you came to me first. I think I actually might have one here that's going to be very sexy for a play spot. Um, okay. I, I'm really surprised that you can tango as the outsider of, of these here at 50 to 1. What? Really, okay, really surprised. Um, yeah, Explain. I, th- I think uh, he was probably caught for a bit of toe uh, on the old course of Cheltenham on what was very, very fast ground. Three hurdles emitted uh, the last day by Fenner Cross. He finished ahead of Springwell Bay, who I think actually might be an all right horse. And uh, she is electric is a reasonable standard bearer off her mark of about in the mid one twenties. And like, you know, she was beaten 11 lengths. You Tango was beaten three. I just, I just thought maybe back on slower ground here. Like if you look back to his win at Weatherby, he was really only getting on top uh, against Royal Mogul um, in the last, genuinely the last 25 yards and ended up winning by a length and a quarter. Um, stamina seems to be his forte i think he'll actually be seen to better effect over further in time but like as i said this is going to be very testing here tomorrow you're going to want a horse that is well able to see out the trip and although i think authorized speed is going to be really really hard to beat i've been very very impressed with him so far i think for play spot purposes you could stick two in here and you can tango at 50s i think he's an awful lot more going for him than say namian lion i think he can improve past him uh, i think he can improve past Lastro boy who's with when it falls false last, I didn't think amounted to much. I don't know how he's a third of the price of this lad. And blow your wad as well to me would look to have a good bit to find. So uh, at fifties I am gonna be having a flyer and you can tango both uh, in the win market and in the play spot. All right, love that. We got a, a live outsider to go into the play spot there. Um Jamie, talk to me about the top of the market because everyone's gonna be banking on probably Tamaris or authorized speed. And when I say banking, I don't mean like on their own, but they're gonna be in loads of life. Yeah, and funny you say those two because of the front of the market, I like Arctic Brazil the most. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. He he, uh, he absolutely blew me away when smashing up uh, Mercury last time on, on his hurdles debut. Mercury, yeah. I, I'm actually not, having said I love this all, Arctic Brazil, I'm actually not a big fan of Mercury, who um, I was actually at Goran when he won his bumper Um and I was one of the only people to not be that impressed. I don't quite know why. He was just a big shell of a horse. And I just, he looks like he'll want further and he's quite rangy. And so anyway, I wouldn't be holding that form up to be unbelievable. However, the style in which he did it was so taking. And I just think he he looks an absolute, um, I'm not going to say superstar. We love, we love going over the top about these horses. 
Yeah. But I was, I couldn't help myself but get get a bit carried away. Um, and I think he's really, really interesting here, bringing representing the Irish form. Um, and when the mud flies, the Irish form does tend to hold up a bit better than the English form. So for me, Arctic Brazil would be my idea of, of the horse from the top of the market to, to carry through. Okay, um, I'm happy with that. I mean, we, we did the um, the race hour kind of review podcast earlier in the week, and uh, Paddy Aspel was asked for something from the weekend that he uh, he wouldn't leave alone, and, and Tamaris was his one. Uh, Nichols and Cobden, he really likes that um, six year old, and obviously you now this is super hot. But I think if you've got one of the top three, um, maybe the only danger to being at the pot is the one Darren picked. So that sounds good to me. I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite happy with Arctic Brazil, big fan too. Um, so we've got you can tango and Arctic Brazil. I feel like we're brave there, but we're going to need to be because we can't go in single-handedly in the three o'clock, Jamie, can we? Because this is a monster. Oh my god, this is fantastic! I mean, like I said, it was um, it's the uh, trifecta rollover race. Yeah, my god, there's a reason why. It's because <laughs> it's, it's, it's nine to two the field, but it could be eight to one the field, really. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just magnificent. I've got about, I mean, there are 18 running and I think I've got 14 cliff horses. <laughs> it does feel like that. They're around so long, aren't they? At some yeah. point you've been attached emotionally to about 16 of these. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I mean, the one the one for me at a bit of a price that I'm going to be punting away, I've been trying to get through to the trainer this morning, Clang, um, but is um, <laughs> up, up Heli Arking um, for Nick Alexander. And I, his form, he was, uh, he was, was he third in a race at Haydock? I really should have got it up here. Um, Second to Saint Xavier. That was it. At Haydock. That was so it. One, yeah, okay. and th- uh, that yeah. was it. And third was Two Amigos. And right. that form would have some of the, the strongest, would be one of the strongest pieces of form coming into this, I'd say. And he looks like this is a test that will be right up his street. Yeah, he stays all day, doesn't mind soft ground. He's, fit he's well and i never underestimate a nick alexander horse um right they're they're a smart yard who race plan exceptionally well and if they're coming down south it's for a good reason um and i just thought he was a really really interesting runner at around 20 to 1 um so he'll be he'll be my bet on the day um and in terms of the place pot i think he he is solid um i've got a small soft spot for shombard who um sure who's probably festival winner yeah exactly and he's probably a win-only bet, um, having been pulled up last time. But uh, yeah, I, I genuinely I think there's there's you could make a case for fifteen. <laughs> so whoever you and Darren fancy, I'm I'm literally just going to try my best not to back it because you'll probably be able to talk me into it. <laughs> yeah, I think you could talk you into most of these, <laughs> and that's that's very fair. Up Pella our king, then number seventeen, uh, Darren. You know, make a case for something or 12 of them if you want. Up to you. Yeah, look, I think when it comes to these veterans chases, I'm generally trying to find one that I think might have a little bit more legs in it um, than those around it. So usually those towards the younger end of the veteran stage for me, ones that maybe haven't run 30 or 40 times if possible. Look, it gets trickier as you yeah. go up. Well, the 11-year-olds were only 10 six days ago. Like, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a big difference between that and, 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 and a 12 rising 13 year old and so sure. look, the one i came down on was was snow leopardess uh obviously of 22 runs and throughout the course of her life um she's off the back of a couple of midland runs but i think look at the grand national i'm, I'm willing to forgive her the fact it's the grand national uh she just struggled uh her comeback run it was her comeback run again i think she's t- she's tended to improve for the run 
uh, year on year. And then I actually thought she ran fairly well in the beach. I know she's ended up being beaten 20 lengths, but this race here is nothing like the quality of the beach. Like that Ashton lad is a great animal. And the horse in second, I think might be pretty good as well. And she was kind of there, thereabouts for a lot of it. And then weakened, you know, in the last, half a mile or maybe three furlongs or so um so I, i'm kind of willing to forgive for that i think that that run might have been a little bit better than than what it looked um you know she she got dropped four pounds for that which i think is is plenty generous as well and i just think she might have a little bit of a class edge over a good few of these in here at this stage of her life and you know a race like this might be just it might be just what can give her a bit of a spark back and she seems to be a bit of a price there as well which i think is fair enough like i couldn't back that prime venture Honestly, if money with money I found on the ground, um, to be honest, he's he, I, I hate that. I would say I'm hate amazed that. at the price, Darren. I was looking at this market earlier on today. How is it for twenty? Rarely ever wins. It's a horse I have a lot of time for, but rarely ever, rarely ever gets it done. And you know what? You're going to be sick watching it because he's going to be under the pump from I'd say about a furlong and a half in, <laughs> as always. Sure. Now he'll probably finish on or stay on strongly, but Jesus, he's an awful hard mm. horse to watch if you've had a few quid on. So all those things considered, uh, I just thought Snow Leopardess was uh, was worth a flyer in this. Uh, I think she's a pretty good, she's a pretty good play spot selection. Uh, as I said, I think she's a bit of a class edge over a lot of these. Fair enough, fair enough. That's number three, Snow Leopardess. The one I was hoping someone was going to say, just so we didn't have to add another one into the mixer, was Bally Andy. He went off favourite last time at Cheltenham behind uh, Magic Dancer. I think retains uh, pretty much all of his form pretty much all of the time. It's only when it steps into graded company at this age that maybe it gets a bit tough. Uh, veterans handicap, this kind of class level, off marker 141. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think that's probably where I'd go for a safe pair of hands that will get round and hopefully be involved <clears throat> at the death. Um, but that means we've got three in the last leg. Jamie, uh, I'm going to need some help on the maths again because this is this is quite a big, this is quite a big. Um, the way I look at it now is we've got three in the first race, two, 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 three. And if I just quickly did a three, six, twelve, twenty-four, forty-eight, one, four, four. Yeah, I, think. I mean, you, I'm trying to think. Maybe we. I'd say maybe just if we just have Love Envoy in in the mayor's listed. There's five in it at the moment, two places. That, yeah. That should get it down to 72 then. And you're taking out the opportunity for me to blame you next week <laughs> with with Fortinet or to curse us next week for Fortinet. <laughs> One or the other. Exactly. But, but, but I, I, I quite like the idea of having more in the first, given that... yes. Given the yeah. lack of form on show, if you know what I mean, all right, and they're all young. So that would make it then three times one, um, times two is six, times two is twelve. So it does just half it. It's half yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, you have yeah, to. So it, so it should yeah, be seventy-two okay. then. All right, seventy-two bets, far more manageable from a staking perspective. Um, okay, perfect. That sounds good. We will do that. Um, I reckon we might get it this week. I feel like, you know, there was plenty of intelligence put into that, which is unlike normally what goes on in here with me and Demo going through it. Going, I'd both say, oh, back that horse here. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I wouldn't get too excited just yet. When you can tango Darren, dots up I in the like... you can give me a shout then. Yeah, geez, yeah gonna... fair enough. But if you can tango drops up in the Tollworth and all the other favourites place, you know, it's, I hope you back to it yourself. That's the difference. Yeah, bingo. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like we're introducing you, Darren, to a new route of exotics. Is that true? Yeah, potentially, yeah. Jesus, you know, uh, the uh, punting and trying to make a few quid at Nose No Borders. Uh, I, I do most things to try and make a few quid in a weekend, uh, including a few exotics. So who knows? 
Fair enough. All right. Well, I grew up doing the play spot. I grew up watching my parents do the play spot. Do you know what I mean? As in, anytime I was brought racing as a kid, my my aunts and uncles and my parents, it's a real family sort of bet because everyone can get involved. Do you know what I mean? We all throw in one selection and I'd obviously That's be watching great. on as a kid. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a lovely bet to do because it keeps you interested throughout the day, hopefully. That's it. And if you go out in the first, just you better have done the fantasy basically on tote because then you're still kicking. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like you say, literally the whole reason I invented the game <laughs> was because I kept going out yeah. in the first of the play spot. So you can't go out in the first of fantasy. No, you can't. It can frustrate you the whole day long, which yeah. is the great thing about it. Um, all right, look, there's three other races on the box, of course, over the um, over the Saturday, and a, and there's a very nice race on Sunday. Uh, nice laws and nice hurdle of course but that 130 at Wincanton Darren did you take a look at it that's on the TV it's the handicap chase there with Celebra Dallin and one of the best horses in training that never wins I, I did of course yeah, I did a course of a look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, poor old Gallagher had quests. Yeah, um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I just thought he might be tapped a little bit for toe here. Like, I cannot understand why they don't run this horse over further, and I cannot understand why. Well, I won't say what I was going to say, but I was going, perhaps maybe somebody else. But David Noonan might get a go on him at some stage. We'll see. Uh, I think Elixir to Nuts could be hard to beat here. Uh, I think okay. the track, the track is sort of made from uh, jumps particularly well. I think, think he should get his own way out in front. I'd hope. That he, that he does. Kiltili Briggs is in here, but I think he might be a little bit too quick for Kiltili Briggs. Uh, first time cheek pieces should spark him up plenty. Um, his comeback at Don, his um, his run at Doncaster the last day was a, was a real return to form. It was good to see him do that, and I'd be hopefully can back that up. Joe Tizard's horse to run very, very well, and Brendan Powell is having a pretty good season mm-hmm. thus far. So uh, all, all things considered, I think uh, Elixir Jones says that's going for him. Okay. Uh, Jamie, I think I should kind of introduce you to the backstory of Galahad Quest. Basically, I think I called it a Gold Cup horse uh, about a season and a half ago. And uh, it's, it's, it's rated 129. So the dream isn't quite over, but it does look remote. <laughs> well, you know, it's, maybe it starts here. It starts here. Max <laughs> up over two mile four, staying on off 129. You know, springboard to a 2024 yeah. Gold Cup campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, I, look, my thing is that it, for whatever I know about horse racing, which is, you know, not that much, but I've watched a lot of it. Um, this horse should win this off 129. I, maybe like a furlong further, maybe like a little bit softer ground potentially, but I, I'll have to back it. But Jamie, you know, Elixir de Nuts is what Darren fancies. What do you like? Uh, I mean, mine would just be a simple win only bet on Messi de Zobo running a, okay. a mark of 140. Um, if if he is half the horse he was, then he's chucked in off that. Yeah, he's eleven. Uh, lots of ifs and buts. It's his first run in in um, oh, sorry, second run in a year. Uh, second run after a year off. He might bounce all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, love him. Love him. Should win. <laughs> he was very good, wasn't he? Like yeah, the tetrap put to the sword, just behind Sport and John, running behind Long Press. But even before that, was was still. You know, very, very, very admirable. Um, it's amazing he's still in training, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, there are connections who don't need to keep a horse like him going. So That's true. Yeah. You know, he must be showing a bit at home. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's as much sentimental as anything. But when you see a horse that, that could be that good and you know is a graded horse running off a mark of 140, you, you, your eyes do light up a small bit. So, yeah, Messi yeah. and Zobo will do for me. As long as you're, you're too... Uh, selections and celebrity and make the price really whopping on galahad quest i might get some of the money back i've lost in the past <laughs> or just you know throw a good course okay 205 at wing canton uh venetia williams shane quinlan uh likely to team up with the favorite here which is uh desk desil 
Uh, that's in that 205. Another uh, minimum trip handicap chase, Jamie. Uh, yeah, the Venetia train is rolling. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I, I tried desperately to oppose uh, the favourite here. And I, I shopped about and shopped about. And maybe not available came closest at the prices for me. Um, after yeah. bumping into Gamma Ray last time. Um, however, that was only about a week ago and that's come soon enough. So, yeah, it's un- it's unimaginative, but, you know, nine to four about Desper Lille. Go on then, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, I was of similar opinion. I thought this 10-year-old would go and win again, Darren. On this very podcast, uh, 12 months ago to the day, I uh, actually put up the winner of this race uh, in another crick. Uh, and my case was oh, that he yeah. was the most generously handicapped horse in the UK at the time. I don't know how he had managed to get down to a mark of 122 to, one in, to run in this race, uh, but he did, and he duly won. Um, and my opinion actually hasn't changed this year. I have absolutely no idea how he gets in here off mark of 119. Um, I have no idea what Noel Williams or what kind of emails he sent into the handicapper's office in High Holborn, but uh, whatever they are, they're working. Um, because for him to be dropped five pounds from this race last year, or five five pounds after winning this race last year, is not so short of a miracle. First time blinkers, um, I think should liven him up as well. Hopefully, um, yeah, I I, I found it hard. It won't found it hard to oppose him because he's a nine to two poke. But he was just he was the most attractive one for me. Not, not available as the other one that caught me eye. But as Jamie rightly alluded, to, that that race was only a week ago. It's quick enough sort of a backup, so I was happy to leave him off. But yeah, another quick one this one last year, and I'd be hopefully can win again this year. Uh, trainers are creatures of habit, so if uh, if Noel Williams has not spot on for this, I think he can go in again. I'd forgot about that. Yeah, I do. I recall it now. So now just three pounds lower than when he did the job for you last year. Why not? Only a year older. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Another quick um, is the fancy for Darren there. Darren, I'll let you have first go at the 315. Uh, it's probably only going to be a forerunner affair, but it's also on the box. Yeah, it's a small bit dull. I, I actually think that Chianti Classico might be very good. Um, mm. I, you know, I think um, they've done very well to get him in here off Marco one thirty one. Um, I suppose hard to get him higher off what he's what he's actually achieved on paper. But like, you know, he beat Henry the second the first day. Granted, Henry the second probably should have won, but he's dotted up in a grade two since. Um, and his win at Market Raisin was also pretty good. I thought. I'm not sure what exactly he beat there, but uh, he did beat them well. And he looks to be a horse that's learning on the job. Two mile, five and a half, absolutely spot on from here. And I'd be disappointed if he doesn't make up into a much better horse than 130 or 131. So um, found it very difficult to oppose him at the prices. Um, he should get his own way in front as well. Or be, he, he likes mm. to be written handy anyway. So look, we'll see about that. But I, I do think he's comfortably the best horse in this race. Fair enough. I mean, I was fascinated to see Sesaiko uh, back. I know it fell on, on seasonal return, but I had a soft spot for it for the triumph where Goshen came down. I think that was Ben and Victory's triumph, wasn't it? And uh, Bryony wrote it that day. I think uh, Angus Chade is going to take a few pounds off. If there is any chink in Chianti Classico's armour, uh, I'd be interested in that one. But Jamie, uh, would you be looking to oppose? If I'm honest, I wouldn't have a view here. Like, no, fair enough. It's Chianti Classico, as Darren said, should be too good for, for, this, uh, for this field off mark of 131 but there's no value in it and frankly um i'd probably give it a miss that's fair that is fair okay look we spun through obviously the place pot there that's going to be up on bookmakers.co.uk and uh, our perm which will be going on from myself darren and jamie and our fingers crossed we get it right this week we also had a, co- a look at a couple of other races that are on the box of the weekend i do need naps off you though uh, jamie do you want to go first give me your best bet of the weekend you mentioned a few you were going to be getting involved with um, which one would be the standout? Um, she's caught me slightly on the hop there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, the Nick Alexander 
horse uh, in the better Up Heli I King. Up Heli King. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, I think that's right. Up Heli uh, King. Okay, number 17 in that three o'clock at Sandown. Big price as well in a big field, which is, uh, yeah, brave napping. I love that. Darren, over to you. Yeah, I was going to go Snow Leopardist, but I won't when uh, when Jamie has picked his nap in the same I'm race. Happy, so I'm happy to move elsewhere. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll jump to the two. I'll jump to the two hundred five and win Canton. And I'll go another quick to repeat last year's heroics for me. Wow, anyone wants to know the reasoning for that? Just go back to twelve months ago. Listen to the race hour of that day. It was exactly the same uh, discussion. I can't do anything else, uh, chaps, but Galahad <laughs> Quest, as you all know, and yeah. one day. I'm going to get it right, Darren, aren't I? I am. Sure I sincerely is. hope so, for my wallet as well as yours. <laughs> the 130 at Wincanton is, uh, will soon to be known as Redemption Day, Handicap Chase next year, as, uh, as Galahad Quest goes in and beats a couple of uh, old-timers, like a couple of 11-year-olds at the top there. They're barely teenagers. Come on, Galahad Quest, I'll get it done. All right, look, uh, thanks very much to Jamie Benson of The Tote. And Darren Hughes, of course. Uh, Dermot Nolan should be back once he's moved house. It's going to take him a few more days, of course. And uh, I've been Dean Ryan. You've been listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you with bookmakers.co.uk. And, of course, the tote.co.uk. Get involved with that play spot at Sandown this weekend. 250k guaranteed. Uh, have a go at the fantasy as well, because when you blow out in the first of the play spot, that's how you keep going. Thanks, chaps. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Darren. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out The Tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing.